What you got for me, Zeke Baker? Well, as I check the phone, I don't see anything that I have typed down recently as being intriguing, interesting, fun, etc. What do you got for me, big cat? You must have been having a shitty December. No, it's been like just that busy and all over the place. You know, I've traveled some, uh, works picked up a little bit. And granted, there's been funny moments and things have happened that I guess you and I both know in our lives, but not everything is PC and appropriate for podcasting material. So I, I try to watch myself, especially considering, you know, we're ending that entering that realm of holidays. People are traveling with their kids. Folks might have this on the car with the kids in there. I don't have the best mouth or language at times, but I, I try to be cognizant of things when I can. So we're just going to say happy holidays, happy Christmas week, happy Hanukkah. It is Hanukkah week too. And Shit, safe travels and stay warm. I mean, you, we talked about it before we went on. They say Friday, I guess, you know, tomorrow morning for this show. Tomorrow's Wednesday, bro. Oh, no shit. <laughs> Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker. And together, we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us part of your day. As you can tell, Zeke has had his kids this week. He has no idea what day it is. So much for not cussing, too. Sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Zeke is 0 for 2. Now, every minute, two minutes. One thing I do want to say is I've been trying to put out, like, as we do our regular yearly end stuff, and y'all reach out to me as you're listening to this podcast. We want to do better. I've been trying to put out on social media it's one thing you know we've been around since 2016 but it's something that we want to continue to get better every year so we say like what do you want what do you want a lot of the stuff i get is really funny it's like we want more interviews with distilleries which i try to give you one of those a week and then we want short review shows zeke we're going to give short review shows this week i'm going to try to fit in a long interview as well but by short review shows they're really saying like 10 to 15 minutes so we're going to now get to this little phase where we do 10 to 15 minute short review shows and long interviews with the stores. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with changing it up. That, that's how I got the first kid. We were late for an event. I said, come on now, let's do this. We're late for an event though. Like, what are we going to do? Like bang, bang, boom. There you go. I mean, it's not really different from what we've been doing already, though. I know that's how you got a kid, but for us, we've been doing a short review show and an interview a week, if if we can. We have some lengthy reviews. I mean, we, we get to bullshitting. Yeah, sometimes our reviews are 30 minutes or so. If if we get on a roll, if there's something fun we're talking about. Yeah, like how the Raiders pulled off an amazing effing win on Sunday. Jesus effing Christ, that was amazing. You're talking about how awesome it was that the Patriots wanted a lateral with two seconds left in the game. Like The best part about that is when you listen to the announcer, he went, oh no. <laughs> like That's when you're just like, oh, I have no words. I can't right now. <laughs> About as bad as uh, the the guy from South Park. Like, Jesus Christ. Nope. (laughs) It was really, really, really bad. So anybody who's been watching football, the Patriots always held the butt fumble over the Jets. But like, I don't know. Yes, he ran into the guy's butt and then fumbled. Sanchez ran into the guy's butt. That being said, just get hit. Just go down. You know, that's what I didn't understand because I I caught the tail end of it on SportsCenter and just watching the highlights after the the Giants game, which I'll circle back to. But if it wasn't tied, I see putting it all out there. Like if if you're going to lose, yeah, leave it all on the field. When it's tied, yeah, like survive to fight another day. Just 
go down, go into OT, and see what happens. Yeah. Especially with OT change now, where it's not like the sudden death thing anymore. Like, you're going to get the ball once. You're going to get a chance to score. Don't try to be a hero in that situation when the game is tied. Opposite of the hero. People want us to do a short review show, so tell me your Giants thing quickly, and let's move on. Oh, the end of that game. Did you watch it? No. Did you see the highlights? No. You really didn't? No. All right, so you and I are both fat linemen. Yeah. Correct? Correct. Previous years playing rec ball like might league 11 and up. If you saw a receiver go out and when, when they, you know, lined up, if they stick an arm out and point, what are they doing? It means they're on the line. It means, it means they're, but there's only a certain number of receivers that could be on the yeah, line. They're just trying to confirm with the ref that's on the sideline. Hey, I can't see that far. I'm on. Am I good? Do I need to move up back? Oh Whatever, yeah. Right. hundred percent. So dude runs out there, looks at the ref points, looks at the ref points again. Ref never moves. Soon as the ball snaps, throws the flag in the air, calls it for not being on the line. And they coincidentally scored a touchdown that got called back on that play. It was a two point conversion, would have tied the game. Somebody uh, check and see if that ref's on the take. <sighs> I mean, it was so bad. Like, I, mean, I guess not seeing the play, it makes sense. But again, like, you know, you see a receiver do that, no matter where you played in football, like anyone knows that's the receiver confirming, hey, man, I'm on the line, right? Like, I'm good. And he's trying to do it as a Kurt, like he's trying to do the right thing. That's the worst part yeah, about it. I mean, I thought that was always like the, you, you know, this the, the unspoken thing of like, if the ref tells you to move up, okay, I need to go up a little bit. He'll say back up if you need to. But that's just the common courtesy between in that interaction of, I know I'm supposed to be on the line. I'm just confirming with you. I'm good. Yeah. Dirty, man. That's super, (laughs) super dirty. Now's a great time to tell you. I know we're already a few minutes into this show, but I didn't put it in the beginning of this show, but today's show is sponsored by our friends at Orca Coolers. And all I have to say is if you go to orcacoolers.com right now, there is a whole bunch of stuff that is 40% off because it is close out at the end of the year. So that's bigger than our discount code would give you. Just go to Orca Coolers, look for the closeout stuff. You're going to get great deals. That being said, we are now moving in. We had our friend Brandon, our friend Danny, all the good people up at Bardstown Bourbon Company, my friend Michael, sent us the West Virginia Great Barrel Company collaboration between Bardstown Bourbon Company and the Great Barrel Company. They say it's our first Cooperage collaboration celebrates the forward-thinking West Virginia Great Barrel Company. Our synergy in modern production led to a custom blend aged in cherry wood barrels toasted with infrared technology. This truly unique flavor exemplifies the potential of two brands at the forefront front of innovation. So they have seven-year Indiana MGP rye along with 12-year Canadian corn whiskey, 100% corn whiskey. So that's the two distillates in here that were merged together. In reality, what you end up with, right, is a traditional bourbon mash bill of corn, rye, and barley, just in a different way, with different years. Now, the other crazy thing I want to say about this, though, is the barrels were custom-built for the collaboration. So at the Great Barrel Company, they don't care so much about air drying like they do at other distilleries. They only really air dry their barrels for about three months and then they believe in this infrared toasting the barrels are composed of alternating staves of standard american white oak and cherry oak with two different toast profiles Therefore, in the finished barrels, each stave alternates between lightly and medium toasted American oak and cherry wood. The alternating staves were chosen to impart a more gentle cherry oak profile rather than constructing an entire barrel out of this wood. They were used to finish for 10 weeks after the whole regular aging process of the whiskey, the seven years and the 12 years. They 
were in these alternating American oak and cherry wood barrels that were infrared toasted for 10 weeks. The resulting whiskey, I didn't tell you this before, it's 110 proof, 55% ABV, and we know it's the mix of that 7 and 12 year whiskey. I mean, you know my attention span is not that good for this part of the show. I know, but it's just alternating wood, cherry and oak, 7 year MGP, 12 year Canadian corn. MGP Rye, though. Yeah, MGP Rye. Zeke looks like his brain is going to explode during this episode. During this segment, either A, zone out, B, take notes of things I want to ask about, or both. And this was definitely a rare both occasion. So I'm just going to ping these out there real quick before we do our notes, because otherwise I'll forget. I don't think it'll flow too good. Is this the same place where uh, Greg with Chicken Cock went to select the barrels? Okay. Just a random tidbit, but I wanted to throw it out there just to know. We did a show about that forever ago. I don't think we've followed up with him since he went, but anywho. Mother, big thing I thought of was that's a lot of damn variables. Like, I feel like there has to be some scientific method to this between trying blending these two, trying these different barrels that have a different type of maturing process. And then also with the alternating staves, how do you really know what is imparting what in this? Does that make sense? Yeah. I can't answer any of that right now, but (laughs) I didn't think you could. I'm just saying like, if I'm going to look back at this and if I think it's really good or bad or whatever, like, well, where do we go wrong or what was really good? How do you know? Because you've got five variables in here at least. I mean, that's just a lot of moving parts in my world. I know, but I don't know what part of the people want a short review show you don't understand right now. I know I'll edit it down. There's not much to edit. I feel like we're good. I messed up a few words. I'm kind of mad at myself, but... Uh, you know it happens. All right. So luckily for Barchtown Bourbon Company, for whatever reason in which these variables line up, I thought this hit really well. One of the better things I think we've had on a show in a minute. The notes I jotted down on this, as soon as it hits the tongue, you get an um, just like a burst of, of sweet and oak together that is just synergy, for lack of better words, because it just works and it pops you and immediately you're like, hey, hey, what we got going on now? Somebody came to party. I would say kind of secondary tertiary flavors. I thought maybe somewhere between vanilla and almond or, or maybe a candied type of nut. I couldn't really pinpoint what it was, but it was somewhere in that ballpark for me. It has a really good viscosity. Uh, there's a slight heat spike in the middle, but it, it's really short-lived. It's gone by the back. Uh, there's not much of a finish. That viscosity kind of lingers around in the saliva, if anything. All in all, pretty damn good pour, in my opinion. I definitely got the 95.5. And I know we joked about this before the show, but like I got a little bit of mint in there. I did. That being said, I didn't hate it because I feel like what you said, and I'm going to steal your word, there was a great synergy of the corn interacting with that MGP rye that you actually got balance. So where I got the mint as a note, it was just one of many notes where it wasn't the thing that dominated, where when I talk about that MGP 95.5 rye and I think that mint dominates it, this did not dominate it. There was a lot going on. If you get what I'm saying, you're giving me eyes. Are you smoldering me? No, I'm just going to start calling you the dominator. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I really liked it. I thought the proof, it didn't drink 110 proof at all. It drank a lot less. I think the the toasting process and the finishing process on this really made it a smooth pour and really made it an easy pour. You know, the only thing I would say about this one is know that, you know, at Total Wine, this is going to cost you 145. It's going to go up a little bit from there. But if you have 145 bucks, I think this is a great pour. Enough said. Yeah. And I'll say my, my woof in the background to the price on that. It wasn't because I think it's too steep necessarily for what you're getting, especially in today's market. 
markets, my concern would be this thing should have a warning on it. Like, hey, if you blink too many times, you're not paying attention while you're watching a football game or something. You might go to pour your next one and it'd be empty and not even know it because this thing just goes like it's one of those. It 100% just goes. I mean, it is very, very easy. It goes down easy. Enough said, right? If we're sitting here saying, yeah, this one's going to sneak up on you if you're not careful, especially at 110 proof. Yeah. I mean, it's... You're not going to be mad that you wiped out a bottle necessarily. Somebody else might be, but you won't be. But you'll be mad you wiped out a 140 bottle that quick. Like this is one of those (laughs) ones that you, the first night you get it, you always have a friend and you're like, what do you think about that pour? And he's like, man, I got the bottle. First night I drank too much of it and then I had to hide it on myself. Like it's in the house somewhere and it's not easy to get to. And I'm only going to pull it out on special occasions. Yeah, this this one's enjoyable, folks. Thank you to Bardstown Bourbon Company for sending us this whiskey. We really appreciate it. You can go ahead and find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Please leave us an open, honest review just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Nashville, Tennessee, or on the road back to Georgia for me soon. Cheers. Ciao.